Hello, welcome to Pep Talks, People Empowering People, where we interview everyday people telling their stories of not-so-everyday resiliency. We hope to inspire you get through your adversity after learning their stories. Pep Talks is brought to you by Mind Over Matter Books, children and adults books that allow you to learn skills to overcome your adversity so that you can live a more resilient life. We hope you enjoy today's episode. I am here today with Christina Heaton, who is a mother of four children ranging in ages from 5 to 22 years old. Christina owns a bookstore in Beaver Creek, Ohio, named Once Upon a Time Bookshop, Time, spelt creatively, T-H-Y-M-E, where this bookshop sells cookbooks and kitchen items and gifts. She's had this shop for two years now. Christina is going to share with us how she managed to follow her dreams despite a lifetime of adversity. Welcome, Christina. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me, Casey. Well, thanks for being with me. And we are um, interviewing right now during this pandemic. This is in March. And uh, Christina is learning to coexist with family members like everybody else since her one child is home from college. Her husband is now working in the house. She's in the house. And her little five-year-old Poppy is in the house. So like all of you, we're learning to coexist together. Christina, how has that been going for you? Um, So far, so good. Um, You know, we're on day three of the mandatory um, order from our governor. And um, so I'm currently in our basement, which is usually my 19-year-old's domain. Um, He's out of the house for a bit. So I thought, well, I'll go down and and be here because uh, if I'm upstairs, you know, I've I've got the pitter-patter of five-year-old feet running around and interrupting. So, um, you know, we do have enough space that we're able to kind of go into our different corners if we need to. Perfect, perfect. And it sounds like you got the man cave right now, huh? Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. And uh, I love, um, Christina, I love the name Once Upon a Time Bookshop. How did you come up with that? Um, well, I, I've always been pretty good at playing with words. Um, when my big kids were in uh, in school and doing science fairs, you know, I was, I always had fun coming up with the name of their project. You know, they, they'd be all about it and they'd be, no, no, just let me do it. Just let me do it. Um, so we would, you know, I would come up with, with their names. So, you know, we knew when I knew that it was going to be cookbooks, um, I just started thinking about what that looked like. And, uh, and I wanted to use, I knew that I, I wanted to use something that that was about cooking that in the title. And um, I don't know, I just came up with it one day and everybody loved it. I so love we it too. With it. It's a little bit long, but it, it, it's okay. It works. I think it's very cute and very creative, Christina. And, and it's only a, about cookbooks and kitchen items. So what made you decide to have, I, I can't even think of any 
bookstore around me that sells cookbooks only. What made you come up with that? And are there other shops like that? Yeah, they're, they're actually just about 14 across the country, um, cookbook stores. Um, so I knew that in, the, in today's climate of, of Amazon and the big box stores, I needed to have a niche. I needed to have something really special about um, the bookshop. Um, so I landed on cookbooks because of the of the fact that there are only 14 and there's nothing around us. There's there's no store like mine in Ohio, in Indiana, in Kentucky, um, in Michigan. There's nothing around us like that. So I came up with that just so I could have have that niche. Um, and funny enough, um, I don't cook that often. Um, I'm not one who who cooks all day. Wow. So that's really good that that's not even necessarily your passion. It's not, but I love learning. I love research. Um, I love that part of it. Fabulous. And you, um, your passion is the learning and the research. And you also, when you went to college, what, what did you study there? English literature with, and my specialty was Victorian um, British literature. (laughs) Wow. But, but you still had a background in writing and reading. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love writing. I love writing stories. I love reading. I'm a huge reader. I always have at least three or four books going at once. Um, and it's just, I love the storytelling aspect of it. That's beautiful. So it's, it is your, your niche. I mean, it's like, it's kind of come around, you're in college, you're an English major. And so it kind of does make sense to have a bookshop now and more creatively to have something that's different and mm-hmm. very marketable having that, the cookbook and with all the cooking shows out there, it seems like so many people are really getting into cooking. I imagine your store is doing pretty well, uh, having these items available, you know, to people just right there in town. Yeah, it's been great. We've been we've gotten a lot of in our region a lot of attention, um, which has been fabulous. Um, not only in just our little city of Beaver Creek, but we're we're a suburb of Dayton. Okay. Um, so just in the whole Dayton area, we have a, we get a lot of customers that that come to us. Um, we're right off the highway, so we're we're in easy uh, easy too. So that's been that's been really helpful. Um, and I have the best customers. I have this loyal group of ladies that have just taken Penelope and I under their wing. Um, and it's been fabulous. I will, you know, I feel like there's two, two ladies in particular who have just become mother figures to me. Uh, my mom passed away when I was in high school. So I've never had, I've never had that growing up experience of having a mom, Um, and I feel like these two ladies, um, their names, Linda and Sharon, uh, they have taken me under their wing and I just love them for it. And are they customers of yours? They are. Yeah. They just came in the shop one day and they have just, they keep coming back. I see them multiple times a week. So actually this week has been kind of rough because I haven't seen them, Um, so it's been us, you know, sending pictures and, and all that kind of thing throughout the week and texting, Hey, how are you? Do you need anything? Can I help you with anything? Um, 
that kind of thing. So this week has been um, super rough for me for not being able to have, have my time with Linda and Sharon. But how sweet is yeah. that, that these two women came into your life? And I'm so sorry that you're, you lost your mother so early in life. Yeah. And, and now you have these two ladies that showed up as like a gift to you um, that, that they just reach out like motherly figures. They have. And I, I tell them all the time, you know, if this bookshop fails, I call it a success because I met them. You have a you have an opportunity that came out of it. Despite exactly, anything. exactly. I love that attitude, and I hope it's. I certainly hope it doesn't fail. Um, you but, and me both. But I love that you already see. Like, if whatever happens, happens. But I already made two really special friends that are like mother figures to me that mean the world to me. I, I love that. I love that you already found the good there. Mm-hmm. Now you haven't, I mean, you've only had this store for two years. So how did you, you know, aside from just being an English major 20 some years ago, how did it end up all of a sudden you're starting your own bookshop? I mean, that takes a lot of courage and, you know, we require a lot of support from family and a, a lot of risk taking. So why don't you take us to a couple of years ago when you, you came up with this and, and how that came to be? Well, in my previous career, I was a nonprofit fundraiser. Um, I worked for a variety of different uh, nonprofits in, in our community. And that's high stress all the time. Um, and it got to the point where I, I really felt so much stress that it was starting to affect my health. It was starting to affect my outlook on life in general. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic um, as a whole. But uh, just this, this constant um, fundraising circle that I was in was, was too much. So my husband encouraged me to, to think about what I really wanted to do, uh, what my dream was. Um, we had, let's see, we had one that was in college, one that was getting ready to go to college at that point, and uh, one still in high school, and then Penelope, of course, was three. Um, so it felt like a good time uh, to kind of see what this looked like. And um, so I started doing a lot of research, and things just started to fall into place really, really quickly. I was going to take all of 2018 to research what it would be like um, because I didn't know anything about owning a small business. I knew nothing. Um, but all of these pieces just started falling into place and we were open in April of 18. Oh um, yeah. It, it was a whirlwind. Um, it, even now looking back on it, I think, how did I do that? Um but I, I did it somehow. I don't know how. Um, I don't sleep a lot. And I think that that's probably part of it. Oh, my gosh. Your mind is kind of always whirlwinding with ideas. And what can it I do? It is. Yeah. And I'm always, I, always have, I always have something on the peripheral going. You know, with four kids, you know, I have, you know, the one I'm getting ready for kindergarten and the one I'm sending off to college and the one I'm trying to wrap up her college career and the other one, you know, I'm worried about, you know, because he lives far away now and, and he's being an adult and, you know, learning how to do all this stuff, um, which is amazing in itself. But, uh, 
but you're still balancing it out. Somehow you are balancing being a mom of four with such a, a huge range of ages and significant times in their lives. Like you said, going off to kindergarten, going off to college, going off to all these, to, to life, life, you know, the oldest one. And somehow you're balancing this. Yeah. The store that you just opened two years ago. And, you know, like, how did you just researched all this and found the building and, and mm-hmm. fi- figured out the right place to do this? Tell me about that. Yeah, well, one of the things in, in my original business plan um, was, you know, what was going to bring people into the shop? And I thought, well, if we were also able to offer classes, that would be a great idea. So, um, you know, I was thinking about, okay, this is, you know, I need X amount of dollars to outfit a kitchen. I need, you know, X amount of dollars to, to buy my stock, you know, so it was kind of like two different parts of one story. Um, and we were at, uh, in my plaza, uh, where the store is, there is a little Asian carry out and my, um, one night in, gosh, it was like January, I think of, of 18, um, I went over there with my son's girlfriend, Chloe, uh, we went over to get takeout. And I saw this for rent sign in, in one of the buildings. And, uh, I jotted down the number because I didn't even know what rent cost at that point. No clue. So I called the guy the next day and he said, well, come look at it. You know, it's, it's, you know, so many square feet, it's like 1300 square feet. Well, I don't know what 1300 square feet looks like. So he said, well, just come look at it. We're painting right now. We're kind of, you know, trying to get it together. And I said, okay, but just so you know, I'm not interested. I, I, this is me just looking at it. So he said, oh yeah, no problem. He said, I understand. Just come look at it. So we went in and it had a full kitchen. Oh my gosh. And uh, had a full kitchen on one side. I think it originally was two different storefronts, but they had converted it into one. Um, so it had a full kitchen on one side and then one, one side that was you know, just a big room. Um, and I went with, uh, I went to view it with my, um, my oldest son, Jacob, who he was in college at the, at the time and, and his then girlfriend. And we looked at it and, I could tell it was perfect for what I had envisioned. Um, but I said, you know, this is great. He told me what the price was and, and I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, that kind of fits the line budget that I kind of was originally thinking. So, okay, that's good to know that that is doable. Um, and of course, Jacob is my dreamer. He's, he's the one in Chicago now. He is my dreamer and he was so excited from the get go And I told him, I said, I'm not, we left. I said, I'm not interested in in this at all. Jacob, we're not doing this, this, I'm not ready. (laughs) And, uh, we went, we went home and, and Jacob was telling my husband about it. My husband, I wasn't even, I wasn't interested. I said, Jason, you don't even have to come. I'm not, it's not, I'm just looking at it. And so he said, okay. So he stayed home. He didn't even go. So we got home and Jacob was just on fire and it was the funniest (laughs) thing. Um, and I told Jason, I said, yeah, you know, it, it, it's a really good spot. It, it has kind of all, all of my checklists ticked there. And Jason said, well, now I kind of want to see it. So we went and uh, he saw it and he was like, yeah, this is, this is, maybe we should start thinking seriously about this. 
Um, so we started thinking seriously. And of course, then I'm, I'm now I'm excited. Um, cause it takes very little to get me on board with something. Uh, so then I was very excited about it and started kind of ramping up and, uh, uh, we went ahead and, and did it. And so, wow. yeah, so there we are. What a risk though, to like leave your job and then <laughs> now you're going to rent a building and rent is a lot. Like you have no idea what kind of income you're going to be getting. Right. right. Huge risk. And, and, you know, you're trying to figure this out and, and you've got utilities and rent and, but you're going to be selling these things and, and you don't necessarily have a business background. Uh, and you, I mean, I just love the risk that you took and I love that your husband and your son, especially were so excited for you to follow this dream. I, I love that. That support is so necessary just to- Yeah, I could not have done any of it without them. They're, the night before we opened, we still had things to put into the, our inventory system and we were still cleaning. And I was at the shop with my youngest, Josh, and, and Jacob's then girlfriend. Um, we were there at the shop until four or five in the morning, um, getting everything ready and just they were they were such a huge help between you know helping me with the website because i'm so not technical i'm so not technical um helping with the website and our social media platforms and just the physical stuff of moving furniture gosh i have, there's so much big furniture in there josh poor josh he was he's a trooper with with moving um ridiculous ridiculous items so Without them, I could not have done it. Well, you certainly are surrounded with a lot of love and support. For that sure. Certainly For makes sure. a big difference in following a dream. Like to have all the support, is, that's that's beautiful. And it, I mean, I just love risk takers. I love when people are just like, you know what? You, you left something that even though it was stressful, it, there's still a comfort level when you're with a job for a number of years and yeah. it pays the bills. For sure. And I was finally in it. There's no money in nonprofit work. Um, but I was finally the boss. I was finally making a decent living. And then like, oh, well, let's, we're going to scrap that. And then I'm not going to make anything now. <laughs> right. And I've got three kids in and out of college here and one just starting, you know, going to be starting yeah. kindergarten at some point. So yeah. yeah. And I love that because so many times people make excuses. Well, maybe when they're older, maybe when this one gets to this grade or, you know, people don't tend to follow their dreams because of the risks, because of the fear and, and the fear of failure. Those two things, they, they continue to make excuses. Then you're such a great example of you had so many opportunities to make excuses of why you shouldn't do this. There was nothing stable about what you were doing. That no. was such a risk and it was such an unknown. You had no business in business. You, you knew nothing about business, but being the researcher, being driven, you just, you leapt into it and then for... You know, you you talk about your son being a dreamer and your husband pursuing and pushing this too. Well, they I'm certainly only did that because they knew your potential. They knew that this was right for mom. That mom is a driven woman. Yes, get this building. This is you. 
you're going to make it. And, and that speaks volumes for your personality and your drive and what you're teaching your children. So I love that about you, Christine. I really Thank do. you. I hope so. I hope they see that too. <laughs> I think they do. I think your little dreamer probably, so. yeah. probably picked that up from you as well. And I, I love that, you know, you, you're taking this risk, not making excuses. And, and I love that, oh, you know what? And even if, which, even if it failed, I still have Sharon and Linda. Like, wow, I walked away with two great friends. You know, I took this huge risk, invested probably a lot of money, Mm -hmm. a lot of time, okay? And then, you know, oh, well, if it doesn't work out, I got two wonderful friends who have served as mother figures to me. For sure. I'm a winner. And you know, and if, if, if this iteration, if something happens and this iteration doesn't work, something else will. I'm not, I'm not ready to give anything up. Um, I love that. So this there could will be-, be another opportunity. Maybe I don't know what it is right now, but you know, January of 18, I didn't know that I would be sitting here talking to you about the shop that I've had for two years. You, you, you don't know, you can't know. You just have to do it and, and try. I love it. You take that risk. And I love the attitude that you're seeing this. This might not be the end all. You might not just spend your career doing this. This might be the stepping stone to a big rock somewhere. You know, this could, yeah, I love that. I I love that attitude. That's, that's a huge attitude. Like where, when people take risks and then they get something like, okay, I've got this cute little shop in a, a cute little town, but Hey, I got places to go. Maybe who knows? This could be maybe. the stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Love that attitude. I, you really are mm-hmm. a nice role model for a lot of women and, and no excuses. I mean, you have kids of various ages and you had, you finally made it to a place in your career where you were making a decent living. And yet you kind of took that risk for your family, for yourself and rented this building and started your own shop. No excuses. No excuses. Just do it. Yeah. Love that about you. That's wonderful. Um, you, you spoke about classes in your program. Can you tell me anything more about what you're offering as far as classes in the shop? Yeah, they've been, um, they've been, they've had different levels of success, but they're all cooking related um, for the most part. Um, I have a couple different, because I was in fundraising for so long, I, I do have a lot of contacts in restaurants and in catering, that kind of thing for, from the special events that I would do. Um, so I brought a, a number of them on to, to do classes for me. Um, so they might be, you know, we might have an Italian class. We had last month, we had one on chicken. So everything from how to debone a chicken to the different ways to freeze a chicken once you cook it. Um, uh, we've had classes on meal prep. We've had classes on just any, everything on um, food related. Um, probably the most successful classes that we've had are our kids' classes. Um, so we have about once a month we do kids' classes. So I'll, I'll have a theme. Last month it was soups and sandwiches. So we made a carrot ginger soup and um, ham and cheese sliders. 
um, and brownies, I think. So it's like they're making a meal, these kids, and, and we do eight and up for those classes. And then we do also preschool classes once a week. It's kind of just a little, they take about an hour and we do a, a snack. They make their own snack in the kitchen. And then we do a craft and I read a story. And the story is always food related. So it's a kid's book that is centered around food. Oh my um, gosh. That and is wonderful. That one I always pack out. And I did that one on a whim because um, Poppy is with me all the time anyway. So on Fridays, I kind of always put everything aside and we just do stuff together. You know, we're, we're doing, and I thought, well, probably other moms would like to do this too. And it's another way to get my name out there. So I just charge $5 a family. Most of the time I already have whatever food it is in the, in the cupboard or whatever craft it is in the cabinet. So I just have them in and we'll have, you know, maybe 10 kids, 10 little preschoolers, um, every Friday morning, um, for this fun little class. And, and I pack it out every week. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot I of love fun. that. I love the creativity and I love your relationship with little Poppy. I actually had the opportunity to kind of meet her, her on this zoom conference before we <laughs> recorded. And she is every bit of a Poppy, uh, adorable little girl. I love that you're starting the kids young teaching them how to make a little snack, do craft and story related. So creative. I love your creative juices. And um, I love that, you know, when you look back, sometimes we never look back at our journey and don't realize how everything connects. But here you were in this fundraising uh, platform that, you know, you weren't making a lot of money and you finally made, got to the place where you were making the decent money. And that's kind of when you left. But you left with all these great resources. So it was so well worth that journey that that wasn't your end all place. That was a stepping stone. And wow, without that experience, you wouldn't have had all these connections to the restaurants to bring in, to do all these cookbook and cooking classes and such. So For sure. Yeah. How cool to follow the, the train of your journey and see all these things come together and you look back and you say, okay, that makes sense. That's why I was there for 10, 20 years. That's why I did that. Yeah, yeah. So it gives insight to people that maybe feel right now, if you're listening and you feel like you're in some deadbeat job, there's probably something you're going to take from that job. Maybe the contacts like Christina did, uh, maybe some of the skills that you don't even realize you're gaining, but you're going to take something from this present unfulfilled job or career that you're in, and then you're going to catapult further into another, hopefully, dream career like Christina did, and take with you these, whatever you gained from that last place. So there's, it doesn't go with waste. You know, your years with the fundraiser wasn't a waste because you you gained so many skills there and, and connections. Sure. Yeah, every, 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 opportunity is a learning opportunity and you have to take it for, for that. Um, or you'll go crazy if you don't, um, you know, I, I feel like even this in the midst of this, you know, pandemic we have, I have learned a ton. Um, I didn't have my inventory online yet. Um, and now I'm in the process of getting it all up 
um, online so I can at least still try to make some money if, if I don't have people coming in the shop. So, um, you know, that's another, another learning opportunity I had this week, um, that I maybe did not, um, I didn't have that fire underneath me to do it before. Well, I sure have it now. Right. Right. You are, um, and that's so huge. And I think a lot of people can relate to you right now because so many of us were forced into, well, it, it just, you know, interviewing alone with podcasts, we're forced to do this all remotely and everything's online. And if we want to sell things, you know, bookstores around here, not creative cookbook stores, but I know bookstores around here are going online, trying to sell their books online <laughs> more so now everybody's learning how to navigate around the websites and utilize the various platforms to continue to serve their clients. And you are doing the same thing. And yeah, you didn't have that light under your fire before. And once again, here's Christina making opportunities out of obstacles. I love that. Love that. Um, Christina, can you tell us about this website now that you're all, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's, uh, once upon a time bookshop.com. Um, and I have all of my events are there. Um, not many right now, of course. Um, (laughs) but, um, our inventory is, is on there now and it's, I'm getting it all uploaded, um, as we speak. So a little bit more is added every day. Um, so you never know what you're going to find. So it's not quite the same as coming in and browsing the shelves, but you're going to go in and you're going to see a picture of the actual book that I have, um, on the shelf. So it's not, you know, a canned picture, um, you know, that you're going to find on Amazon. It's the actual book. So, um, I think that's pretty important. What you see is what you get. Love that. Love that continuously learning how to bring your products to the customers. And you know, I can foresee Christina probably doing some uh, Zoom or some sort of remote classes with the families coming soon. Possible, yeah. Um, That is something, that is another thing that, you know, is on my list to to figure out what, what I can do for that. Yeah. I think that would be super cute. I, I, I'm sure you will master that like everything else that we've all been thrown into this remote world right now. And it's like, okay, how do we do this? How do we go from anything from, um, you know, reading book time, just reading the book out loud to the kids mm-hmm. is a great mm-hmm. remote activity that you can still do, still share your expertise and your passion. I love it. So what do you see in the future here? Where, where do you think you're, you're headed? Let's, um, the pandemics, pretend the pandemics behind us. And, Mm -hmm. you know, where do you see yourself in the next year or five years? Um, well, definitely, um, expanding. Um, I think what we, now that we have a foothold, um, with being in the community and people know, or, you know, knowing about us, they're learning about us all the time. Um, I'd love to, to bring in some other genres. Um, eventually I would love to have, you know, a full bookstore with everything there. Um, 
so that would that would be the the hope that would be the the next um dream out there that my my overreaching dream um probably but um hopefully we can make that happen and I know you can, Christina, because uh, nothing stopped you so far. Uh, you followed a dream at the least opportune time, you know, in your life with kids going through some very, you know, big changes from high school to college to kindergarten and such. And and you just did it. And you're a great example to all those moms there that have been making these excuses. And I understand but I hope that you serve as a good role model to say there's there's never going to be the right time, T I M E or T H Y M E. But there's there's not going to be. We can have an excuse every year for why we can't do this, and then it sure. can be too late. So I hope that your story has inspired others to just do it. Just follow that dream. What is your dream? Make that dream happen, you know, surround yourself around those supporting people and let go of those excuses and just do it. And for you, you know, before you even met those two ladies, you didn't even know that Sharon and Linda would be a huge, a, a huge blessing that came out of this. So for people that are like, well, what if it fails? The fear of failure is, is what holds so many people back, you know, just not just the risk, but that fear of mm-hmm. failure. And you're, you're like, yeah, well, you know, if it doesn't work out, I still got Linda and Sharon that I met. Yeah. And you know, I still have that. I have that fear. I just, I just live with it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, and, and so talk to me about you. Like, you know, you live with maybe this fear, the, the unknown, like, is this going to be successful? And now we've got this pandemic, but what are you doing to take care of you? Um, to make sure that you're you're okay and you're well um that's the challenge for me i really i struggle with that self care is i am not good at it um i do yoga um so that's helpful um but i do yoga with a 5 year old so sometimes that's not helpful Um, so it's kind I'm trying to, I'm trying to find that balance. So I had decided at the beginning of the year that I was going to run a marathon this year. So I need to start, I need to start running. I need to start doing that. It's in October. So I, I keep telling myself, oh, I have time. I have time. I really don't. So I need to start. I need, I need to, I I need to start running and I need to start training for that. Um, because I told myself I was going to do it. So I'm going to do it. Um, I bought new running shoes and everything, so I'm going to do it. And you Uh, are going to do it. I don't have any doubts that you will. And, and during this time of this interview, we certainly have a lot of time. You could run 26 miles and still have several hours on your hands, maybe. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, And I love that, you know, and it's, and and then you hold yourself accountable. Like I just invested money in some expensive tennis shoes. Right. Get out there and run. Yes. Yes. So that's going to be my, my time, my time to myself my time. I really like solitude, um, probably because I don't get any. So I really like it. Um, so that running, I have to do it on my own. Good for um, you. And you so do. 
that's going to be my thing um, for the for the rest of the year. It is running and making sure that that I'm successful and you know I won't win the marathon, but I'm going to run it. So that's the most important thing. And I know you will do this, and you're going to hold yourself accountable. It sounds like you're that girl that says when you're going to do something, you're going to do it. It's just it's just happening. Like I'm going to do it. I have complete faith in you, and I look forward to hearing um, about you finishing in October. <laughs> uh, and I love that you're doing yoga with your little girl. I, I offer yoga with families, so you'll have to tune into our YouTube, and you can practice your yoga oh, with your little definitely. girl. Yeah. Um, it's for families, people of all ages and abilities. So by all means, yoga with your little girl is great, but you certainly do need that solitude. Moms, all moms do. You know, mm-hmm. if you have to lock yourself in a bathroom just to take a, a warm bath or say that you're running to the store and actually just go run, whatever you need to do. Yeah. You, it's, it's all about that putting that oxygen mask on yourself first, which seems to be kind of a related theme in a lot of my podcasts, but you can't take care of anybody else, including your clients and Linda and Sharon and your husband and your kids until you take care of yourself. So you're the time you put into taking care of yourself is going to be such a huge investment and such a, an incredible investment because the outcome is going to be you being so present and, and more energetic actually, and more in tune to what the needs are. And during that running, you're going to come up with some of your best ideas yet. Yes, I, I think so. I think so. So I, I, I think that's a great plan for you, working on that, relaxing. We're, we're all a work in project, progress. You know, we, we have our resiliency factors. You certainly followed your dream. You had that down pat, and you've got a bigger dream uh, to, to build it into a bigger bookstore one day. You certainly are surrounded with love from your husband and kids and their support to your mother figures, Sharon and Linda. You believed in yourself. And you took that risk, which is so admirable, and you've, you're learning to relax. That's a hard thing for moms to do generally. I think yeah. anybody listening is going, yeah, right, try to find the time. My girlfriend who has five kids gets up at 4.30 in the morning and runs, and that is her go time. I'm like, yeah. 4.30 is still nighttime in my head, but man... <laughs> It works for her and she's amazing and she's a teacher. So she goes from five kids at home to, you know, 30 kids in a class, but that's, it, it's, it gives you more time, more energy when you take that time for yourself. So I know you're going to do that. And, and I'm proud of you, Christina. I'm so glad that to have met you, you're really an inspiration to just take this risk and, and start something that is out of your comfort zone and just to delve into researching and learning about it and then doing it way quicker than you thought. Like, all right, the building's in my hands. Like, okay, I thought I was going to have this whole year to research, but mm, no, I guess we're going to do it like we're going to do it now, April. Okay, that's a few months short of December, but. Right, right. So I'm really proud of you, Christina. I look forward Thank to hearing you. from you. And I look forward to seeing you cross that marathon line, uh, pictures of it on, on your website. That is once upon a time bookshop.com. And that's time T H Y M E once upon once upon a time bookshop.com. Yes. 
please go visit Christina Heaton, see what she has to offer. We'll probably be seeing some remote stuff if we continue our quarantine here in Ohio mm-hmm. for the next couple next couple weeks. So thank you again, Christina. And thank you. Good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Today's takeaways with Christina Heaton are make opportunities out of obstacles. Finding something as precious as new relationships can make your risk worthwhile. Where you are now may not be a dead-end job, but instead a stepping stone to your next bigger and better career. When you reflect back, you can see how each job and person helped catapult you to where you are now. You can find Christina Heaton on Facebook, Instagram, and websites all named Once Upon a Time Bookshop, Time spelled T-H-Y-M-E. Today's gratitude is every morning you have two choices. You can continue to sleep with your dreams or get up and chase them. Well, that's it for today's interview. We hope our guests helped you overcome some of your adversity and learn some new resiliency skills to help you to live a more fulfilled life. Keep on dancing and don't stop believing.